All Americans are either immigrants or descendants of ancestors who came from somewhere else, including Native Americans. We should all respect and admire immigrants. Jan C. Ting. Chapter 4. America, home of the brave Canadians. Courage is the way. When we initially got deported on Christmas Day 2020, we honestly thought that we would spend at least one year in Canada before returning to the United States. Of course, we did not want or look forward to it, given the pandemic and restrictions in Canada, but we prepared ourselves mentally for it. But when we saw the stacking of travel restrictions within provinces and between provinces, combined with some of the country's leaders' comments about what he would do if international law would not get in his way, we knew it was time to go back to the U.S. early. The day was April 19th, 2021. Eight days later, by April 27th, we had booked flights, found a new place to live in California, prepared our car to be transported across the border, took overpriced travel tests mandatory for flying, and by 5.30 p.m. on April 27, 2021, we were on the only flight out of Vancouver that day. Thank you, Alaska Airlines. You see, we had settled back into the Canadian way of life. After all, we need to operate our online business is all we need is our laptops and an internet connection. And even though we dearly missed our sunny Southern California head office, we had converted into a podcast video studio. We knew we could operate at least for some time without being at our brick and mortar location. In our years together, my girlfriend and I have had taken roads, uh, road trips across the United States and Canada back and forth 15 times in a span of five years. And we actually enjoyed it more than flying. But when we saw that we couldn't even drive across Canada to visit family in Ontario for the summer, and we also saw that each province alongside the Trans-Canada Highway had its quarantine measures, we realized a five-day trip uh, from Vancouver to Toronto would have taken us somewhere around 60 days. So it was much easier to escape the country by plane than to drive across it. Entrepreneurs like the two of us are known to be very resourceful, and I'm sure you feel the same way about yourself. Courage is what gets us entrepreneurs and business owners to do things others can't even fathom. And sometimes that courage you possess and have built into the way you operate your business can be translated into other areas of your life, like how you choose your lifestyle and the environment you decide to wake up to every day. I'm the kind of personality, and so is my girlfriend, where if you tell me to do something and I disagree with it, I won't fight you on it. I will simply find a way around you. I do respect authority to an extent, but I can also tell the difference between overt authority like police or border agents who enforce laws and wishy-washy politicians who make up rules, which are not laws, by the way, as they go along. It takes courage to do that, especially in an environment like Canada, where Canadian citizens tend to be a little too passive with the things they often should not be passive about. The only flight out of Vancouver Airport. The morning of our flight out of Canada was a little nerve-wracking. I hadn't had that feeling in the pit of my stomach like I felt that morning in a very long time. Today was the day we had spent the entire month of April living out of a 19th-story condo apartment we had found on Airbnb. And now that I think about it, it was the perfect transition place from our three-month-long sleepy Vancouver Island small-town living. The apartment had floored ceiling glass windows all the way around with only one support column that interrupted our 270 degree panoramic views of North Vancouver, our view south to White Rock and, and west all the way back to Vancouver Island. Interestingly enough, it was a six minute drive from Vancouver Airport and the way our street Marine Drive is set up and how our condo was facing, we watched countless planes taken off and landing at that airport. We were essentially in, in the way of the flight path. 
We could see them coming from miles away after dropping in from their high altitude flying over the Rockies and send themselves up on the flight path for their final destination. At what point, at what point, around the second week of April, I was on the, one of the flight radar websites and noticed Air Tahiti was flying out of Vancouver Airport every other day. I'm not gonna lie and say that we didn't strongly consider hopping on one of these flights. However, our hearts were stuck on returning to the United States to attend our business and resolve our immigration situation. So on that humid, uh, spring Vancouver day, we dropped off our trusty pickup truck so that I could be later transported across the border and we headed to the airport. Given all the flights we had seen flying in and out of the airport from our condo in the sky, we thought we were going to walk into a bustling airport. But when we arrived, short of a paramedic and a few janitors meandering around, we were the only ones in the departure area. We had arrived early to find out that Alaska Airlines flight was the only flight out that day. An hour later, when we, uh, when the check-in counters opened, we presented our flight documents and results from our overpriced COVID-19 test, and it was time for immigration and customs. I will not name the officer who admitted us into the United States that day at the U.S. preclearance facility inside Vancouver Airport, but I will say he made it, the experience memorable. Our flight had 40 people on it, but only four of them were sent to secondary inspection by the first customs officers, and we were two of them. For 53 minutes, I was sweating profusely, and my heart was racing from being so nervous. I wasn't as worried about potentially not being admitted to the United States as much as I I was more nervous at the thought that we would have to continue living in Canada for the remainder of the year if the officer was to deny our entry. Fortunately for us... We had all of our travel documents, our bank statements, our investment portfolio papers, as well as our stay in the U.S. mapped out, which the officer did admit that his decision to allow us entry was made easier by all these documents we presented. We left the pre-clearance area ecstatic, and we immediately boarded the small propeller plane wearing two goofy smiles on our faces. We say we waved Vancouver and Canada goodbye as the plane rolled towards the tarmac, and the moment those wheels came off that that concrete runway, I thought to myself, sweet freedom. 28-minute plane ride to a whole different world. Precisely 28 minutes after our plane took off from Vancouver Airport, we, we touched down at Seattle-Tacoma Airport. We immediately noticed things were done totally different at this airport. The best way I can explain it, it was as if we had gone through a time portal on that short plane ride. If you watched the, uh, the show Manifest on Netflix, uh, it felt kind of like that. Um, we left the airport where you could hear a pin drop and found ourselves launched into what an airport was long before the pandemic. It did not take us long to adjust to that airport shock because we had been on the U.S. side only a few months prior and we knew what to expect. Quite frankly, we were looking forward to it, but a few months after having lived on Vancouver Island in a town with fewer than 2,000 people, still that still gave our psyche just enough of a reason to be shocked back to reality. Landing in Seattle for a quick layover and then moving on to Portland where we would wait for three weeks for our trucks to arrive reminded us of just how different... The culture surrounding the freedom of movement is here in the United States. One of the largest Canadian airports reduced their daily departures and arrivals to nearly zero on most days to limit whatever they perceived as a health threat from the global pandemic. On the other hand, the U.S. airports, two of the largest in the Pacific Northwest, did not seem to miss a beat. The sheer volumes of people in both Seattle and Portland airports reminded us 
that we were indeed back in a country where as much as people cherish group safety and health, they are equally unapologetic about their desire to move about freely. I can't help but think that on some level, Canada suffered economically in a significant way when they decided to limit flights more than a year into the pandemic. I still get goosebumps thinking about our experience that day leaving Vancouver Airport and dropping into a lively Seattle airport. It felt like we had returned to normalcy, but it was also time to get back to business the American way, brave and free.